Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome Kirsten Franklin. 
And Kirsten is a motivational speaker, relationship expert, best-selling author of The Breakup Book of Affirmations, Words of Encouragement to Help You Move On, and co-founder of The Relationship Recovery with her partner, Tiffany Denny. And today, Kirsten and I talk about toxic relationships, how our subconscious keeps us in toxic relationships, how to talk about your partner if you feel like you're in a toxic relationship. You don't always have to leave a toxic relationship. You can work on it. You can communicate with your partner. People can change. There are instances where you should leave. And we talk about that and everything in between. I really enjoyed this conversation with Kirsten. I think you guys will too. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, for leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Kirsten. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, Chase. I'm excited to be here. Today, we're going to talk about how and why our subconscious keeps us in toxic relationships. And we've talked about in the past on the show, like how to leave a toxic relationship, recognizing you're in one, but we haven't really zeroed in and talked about maybe this deeper underlying issue. So let's dive right in and start with why you like approaching, you know, helping people leave toxic relationships, recognize they're in one through this lens of the subconscious. So I think it's important for multiple different reasons, but I like to help people realize why it's happening because there's a lot of shame and they beat themselves up and they get frustrated with themselves. And sometimes when you can really understand why you're in the relationship, what led you to the relationship and why you're staying or why you're struggling to get out. I think it just, it allows you to move freely without shame as you're trying to figure it out. And it just, it it makes it easier to understand, okay, I'm not here because there's something wrong with me. I'm here because this is the template that was given to me because of either generational trauma or you know, maybe something happened in your household or family, but somehow your template led you there and your subconscious is keeping you there because it's the temp, it's what it knows. Let's talk about that template. What are some of the more common themes that pop up as far as keeping someone in a relationship uh, that's toxic through the subconscious mind? Okay, that's a loaded question because there are going to be so many different templates that can get you there. So it's not a one size fits all by any means. However, if you have somebody, if you grew up in a home, let's just say, where there wasn't a lot of safety around, like, like you were, you, you had a parent that wasn't exactly emotionally available, for example then you're going to be more prone to being in a relationship with someone that's not emotionally available. If you have someone that raised their voice or they tend to be unpredictable, you're going to find yourself in relationships with somebody that's unpredictable because what happens is we learn that dance. Like I used, I like to use the analogy of an actual like ballroom dance. If you're used to being led one way, you're going to continue 
to find relationships, no matter if it's romantic, friend, family, whatever it may be, that look that way because you already know those moves. It's easier for you to just step into that ballroom dance and continue doing that. And our subconscious is the one that's kind of driving us back to that same dance over and over. Is it just because it's what we know, because it's familiar, comfortable? Yeah. I mean, we have the subconscious. We talk a lot about the three brains and I mean, lots of different experts have different words and things like that. Like critter brain is typically how we refer to it, but where the subconscious lives, but essentially you have your critter brain, your limbic system and your cortex or human brain that we talk about at the relationship recovery and your critter brain just knows you didn't die. Like it literally stems from the part of you that's just like, you didn't physically die. So let's keep repeating this, even though if you're emotionally unhappy or you are in danger physically, you did not die. And so it knows that. And so it tends to keep driving you back to the same relationship over and over again, even if it's a different bag of bones, so to speak. And (laughs) it's like, uh, I'm just thinking of that. I don't know. It's not a quote or a meme, but it's like, but did you die? You know, it's like. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's how the subconscious works is it just keeps you there over and over. And I mean, it again, like we talked a little bit about shame in the beginning. Sometimes we try to shame that subconscious and really it's just doing what it knows. And sometimes when we can kind of thank it and be grateful for it, as backwards as that sounds, it will calm down and like be like, okay, this is why. This is why we're doing this. And you can work with that a lot easier than if you're shaming it and always frustrated with like, oh, why do I keep doing this and shaming yourself? Because it's a part of you. A lot of these things stem from our childhood. And you gave the example, you know, of a of a parent who's yelling. And yeah, there's going to be any number of different cases and, and scenarios. But maybe for the sake of, you know, a listener who let's say that they're recognizing, yeah, I'm in a, in a toxic relationship and trying to identify where that comes from to, to release the shame and eventually leave. A common theme seems like it would be, you know, like an abusive parent in whatever form that takes. So maybe could you just give maybe some, some more examples and they could be broad, they could be specific, but of how that that can arise from a parent and how that plays out in an abusive relationship, why it feels good to be there, even though maybe the rational mind is like, hey, this isn't right, but then we stay. Right. So you could also be dealing with something like a trauma bond. So a trauma bond is, I mean, just to simplify it, but you're literally almost addicted to the highs and the lows of the relationship. And that's what creates that bond. They've taken, you can research it, you can Google it. um, But they've actually taken the brain and compared somebody that has a trauma bond to somebody that has a drug addiction. And that can create that bond. And, And that can create that relationship to that person. And then you were talking about, and you'd asked like earlier in childhood and things like that. I... Your brain can, because you're addicted to those highs and lows, you can switch. I like to think of it almost like a different addiction type. Like typically somebody's kind of got that addictive personality. You'll notice that they kind of pick up those addictions in multiple different places. And so if you've been inside of these highs and these lows as a, as a child, like emotional highs and lows with a person that's, like I said, a parent that's unpredictable emotionally, you're going to be used to that later on. Um, but you would ask for some other examples too. Sometimes you might have it happen generations back, 
Like I actually see this in my family line. My mom grew up in a really, you know, unfortunately abusive home. There was some physical abuse going on. There was alcoholic abuse going on, things like that. And she also had some other trauma as a child. Well, she didn't have the support and resources being born in the 50s, you know, teenager in the 60s. Their mental health really came to light in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. I know there's been more, but like really, I would say there's a lot more resources now. And so she didn't get a lot of the resources that I think she needed for the trauma she walked through for being a child in an abusive home. And so even generational you know, it gets passed down generational that way. And even though she broke some of those generational trends, there's still things that I think she couldn't regulate. And because of that, I grew up with that piece. So even though from the outside looking in, people would go, well, there wasn't anything going on in your home. I mean, I don't come from a broken home. My dad's extremely stable. My mom's extremely loving, but there's things and you just pick up on those cues. And then she took care of my grandmother who had Alzheimer's. Like, from the outside looking in from like the traditional like, well, there wasn't abuse in your home, but there still were things like she was distracted with taking care of my grandmother. So there were things where I became very independent and maybe some confusion. You know what I mean? So it doesn't always look like this traditional, like you came from an abusive home. So now you're going to be in an abusive relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned earlier, it's about just understanding these things to help release the shame to go, oh, okay, that's why I'm attracted to, you know, this person who ignores me because I'm used to being independent. And it's so interesting and a bit messed up how yeah, right? that can happen. I, I want to talk about sort of the the other side of this is why it can feel boring or normal to be with someone who's secure and treats us well and pays attention to us because that's ultimately what we we want to get towards because I know there's circumstances and I could say myself in different ways where, you know, it's like, I really like this person, but it's not super high. It's not super low. It's just like kind of the middle. Why can't we just kind of be okay with that? Well, I really think it comes back to that template. Like you're still running off that template. So you don't know, like your system doesn't know that that's okay necessarily. And you're so used to chaos. So then almost like you'll create chaos. Like we hear that all the time from our clients or, you know, like they're like, we never fight. So I'll go and pick a fight over something stupid because I'm so used to fighting. They're like, what's wrong with me? And like you're saying, you're, this person's nice and great, but it's kind of boring because it's secure and safe. And so to you, the good news is, is you can get out of that. I mean, you really can. Like it's been proven in attachment styles that you can get to a secure place no matter what your attachment style is. And that's like a whole nother podcast in itself, right? But you can, a lot of that plays into that where you just have to get to a place where your template, so to speak, changes and you can work with your subconscious. You can work with your cortex and your limbic system and get all three of those brains lined up, like I was referencing. And you can be, you can, you can be in that relationship you want to be in. You can be in that healthy relationship and not feel like you need to pick fights or feel like you need to create chaos or, you know, end the relationship and go find something chaotic again where you're unsafe. You just have to do that work. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. 
If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. What does that work 
look like? What can someone that's listening who's like, yeah, I'm picking the fights. I recognize it and I want to stop doing that. Where, where can they start? Well, I think it's really important first, make sure you have a good, we call it foundations of healing over the relationship recovery. Essentially, it's having, you know, you're pouring into yourself, you're doing good self-care. You have enough energy to actually do the quote unquote work that everybody talks about. And then you move into that work. And that work is figuring out where these trauma points are for you, identifying them, and then working within them and like really filling through that. And um, there's lots of different modalities out there to help you do that. We have our own over at the relationship recovery, but some other ones would be like EMDR therapy is so great. Um, parts work. If you're familiar with that, that's a great way to go too. But it's, you could also go into inner child work, things like that, but essentially healing those trauma points. So that filter changes out your template changes. We talked about and really identifying where that's coming from so then you can move forward and be at peace because something's happened where like that deck of cards you were given, you just, you're trying to play with that deck of cards and it's the only one you've been given. And so you just have to switch out your cards and that's what doing the work is. And then identifying what you want moving forward so that you're intentional what you're moving into. Yeah. So through your work with your clients, obviously everyone's going to have their own unique history and things that they're working to heal. But are there any particular areas where people tend to get stuck? Maybe it's just admitting that they have uh, this trauma or whatever it is. And if there are some common themes, how you help people move through that, that recovery process, that healing process. So I think a big thing where people get stuck is, again, then that shame. That's why I really spoke to that is they shame themselves or they're not willing to turn inward. Sometimes that's another place people get stuck. They get so stuck on trying to fix the other person because they have some codependent tendencies or they're so dependent on the person or they're struggling to like really let go of what's happened to them. So they get stuck there versus, you know, releasing that person and then giving them responsible for their choices and going back to themselves and saying, okay, what led me into that relationship? Because that's a hard question. Because it And it gets confusing too, because it's like, well, I'm not taking accountability for what this person's done to me or excusing it or saying it's my fault. That's a different thing. That's not the same statement. It's just saying, okay, what got me there? And it's a lot of self-awareness and reflection. And there's a willingness to do that work. And people don't want to sit in their stuff. I mean, especially here in the United States, like we're like, we're always busy. We don't sit with our feelings and emotions. And a lot of it takes like sitting with it and identifying belief systems and things we're saying to ourselves and being patient through that process. But I would say one of the commonalities with my clients is they're like, oh, when I actually sat with it, the limbo and that stuck was way worse than actually identifying what it is. And a lot of time they find that it's not what they thought. It's like a small moment. It's not the big thing. It was like there was a small moment and then it's easier to manage. Certainly in the context of relationships and why they're so powerful, it seems to be a harder thing to point the finger inward first. Even if you're in a toxic relationship, in an unhealthy relationship that's objectively unhealthy, you know, verbal, physical abuse, I think, and again, I don't want to victim blame. I want that to be clear, but it could be like that person needs to change and then we'll be happy. They just need to stop abusing me. You know, they need to be nicer to me. They need to treat me this way. And those things 
can be true. Everyone deserves respect and kindness and not to be abused. But a different, you know, harder question individually is why am I staying? Right. As you alluded to, because I've found myself in in friendships and in romantic relationships that weren't great. And I I had a tendency to point the finger in a sense of like, well, or to try to control and change mm -hmm. them. If if only they would treat me this way, then we'll be happy. Then I can be happy. Then we'll succeed instead of going, well, they're going to do whatever they're their own individual person. Why am I staying? Why am I feeling the need to change them? And again, if it's abuse, then you need to leave. But there's situations and relationships that it's not abusive, but it's it's not maybe healthy. It's not a good pattern. Maybe we deserve a more loving situation and still just pointing that finger. It's, it's been such a valuable practice for me because ultimately I'm the only person that I can control. So I, I don't really have a question here, but I just wanted to, to share that because it's been so valuable. Are there any ways that you help your clients to really practice that that turning inward continuously? Uh, we do it in many different ways. Uh, self first things like learning self awareness in general. A lot of us are so disconnected because we're so involved in our relationships. So getting to know ourselves, being self aware, I think is a huge step. Like first, listen, learning how to listen to your body, learning how to listen to your emotions, learning, you know, what's true and what's not. Because sometimes when we're dealing with some of these extremes too, like these toxic relationships, there's been gaslighting and manipulation, and you just. First, it's connecting to yourself. And then once you're able to do that, then you can start listening for things like, oh, like but typically there's like um, a negative thought that's coming up over and over. And that's usually connected to something like something happens and you're immediately doing that. And so you can start listening to some of your inner dialogue and pick up things there too. Um, so that it's, it's really just first getting self-aware. I think that's the most powerful tool and then going from there. You mentioned some tools within that, like listening to your body, feeling into it. Are there any particular exercises that that you find really help people that are really struggling to connect inward or maybe the first steps for someone listening to, to begin to do that better? Yeah. So we actually, we have an app that just came out called Reclaim and we have this in there. It's seven days to peace, but it's, there's some good tools there. But some of those things that you might find in there is first making sure you're in a good energy state. So doing things that uplift you versus deplete you, because when you're depleted, you are not going to be able to connect to yourself and really understand what you need and what you want. Because when we're in a really, especially when you've been in like fight or flight, or you've been in these toxic relationships, you are depleted. They're taking so much from you. So that's, that's one piece. Um, making sure you have direction and a mantra of healing is what we call it, but like somewhere you're going. So like, what is it you actually want to do? Why are you trying to do this? Like finding your why, so to speak, but your why for healing. Like, why do I want to be in a healthy relationship? Why do I want to figure out if I need to stay or go? Doing those type of things can be super helpful, but um, it's just so crucial to get back inside yourself and, and quit looking outward as much and also knowing what's healthy and what's not. I think that's also crucial too. Like start learning some of these terms. Like if you feel like something's off in your relationship and you're not seeing a lot of willingness from your partner, then go explore some of these terms like gaslighting and 
you know, what is abuse? Because I think a lot of people that are actually in toxic or abusive relationships won't label themselves because that's a hard place to be. You don't want to label it. So educating yourself on what it actually looks like. We don't learn this in school. We don't learn what a healthy relationship is really. Um, and we don't know what, what red flags. I mean, more and more people are ending up in toxic or abusive relationships. The numbers are going up. They're not going down. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner, all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. 
This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Let's talk a little bit about it. I know it deserves its own sort of podcast, but what is abuse? You know, someone listening who is like, hey, maybe, maybe I'm in an abusive relationship, but I'm not sure. How do you help people talk them through understanding if if they're in an abusive relationship. Sure. So we share a lot of terminology like on our Instagram at the relationship recovery or in our podcast. But really first it it doesn't feel off to you is the first place to think. Does something feel wrong? So if there if there is something that feels wrong, then it explore more. Abuse might look like if I mean, obviously, any sort of physical altercation, that's physical abuse, that's domestic violence. If somebody's laying hands on you, if they're, if it's leaving any, whether there's a mark or not, too, people are like, oh, well, there's no bruise, there's no this. He just kind of pushed me to the side, he grabbed me. And it can be male or female, by the way. We, or, you know, whatever you identify as, it can be anybody. Okay. This is not just men against women. In fact, we see in other communities, sometimes abuse is actually higher than in the hetero world. So there's that too. Obviously, anything that's a physical altercation, any psychological abuse, if you notice somebody will like, if you have one version of the story and you know that's your truth and they'll try to talk you out of it, that's psychological abuse. That can be manipulation. If um, actions aren't matching words, then that's that's manipulative. Um, gaslighting, if they're trying to talk you out of your own experience. Um if they're obviously using any, if they're screaming at you, they're raising your voice at you constantly. If they're calling you names, isn't belittling you in front of other people. All of these are markers, right? And sometimes we try to talk ourselves out of them or we blame ourselves and say, oh, well, if I wouldn't have done this, then they wouldn't have reacted that way. And if you're noticing you're doing that, if you're making excuses for someone's behavior, there could be either toxic elements or abuse present in the relationship. And to someone listening who's identifying with some of the things you mentioned, what are the next steps? Because obviously there's a a range of situations. And let's say for the sake of this conversation, when should they be like, all right, I need to leave. And then when is it like, I need to address this, see how it develops, maybe we can fix it. Those are two different things. Sure. I mean, obviously, if you're in danger, please seek help. I mean, there's so many good resources out there. It doesn't look like people have been worried about shelters and things that are like, you know, they picture one thing, but there's so many really amazing communities out there. Um, We like to work with FADV.org. They can point you in lots of different directions as far as like if you have physical abuse and your life is in danger or you are noticing things are escalating physically, please remove yourself from that. Please reach out. There's so many resources, even if you're in a financial circumstance, which that could be a whole nother podcast too. Financial abuse is really prevalent in control. That's, that is domestic violence. Um, 
it's not okay. It's a domestic abuse. Um, the other thing is if you're noticing, okay, maybe mine's not physical, but something's off in the relationship and there's some unhealthy patterns or toxic patterns, first see if your partner is willing to talk about it or do something about it. Because toxicity can live in relationships that aren't an extreme, like we've been talking about a little bit. Toxicity can live in because sometimes people just don't know it's toxic or they don't know how to communicate. If there's a willingness to change and do work and maybe bring in somebody, fantastic. Like we have a course called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And part of that is, is your partner willing to work with you? Are they willing to show up and do the work? And then the other part is we actually have a rule. We don't tell somebody to leave a relationship. Um, A lot of people are kind of shocked by that. They're like, well, you, you don't. I mean, unless like we talked about you're you're in harm's way that's a totally different scenario but it's about empowering yourself and knowing what feels good to you and what doesn't and so really just starting to get self-aware of what you want in a relationship so let's say someone goes to their partner and wants to address the toxicity could you share like what that conversation might sound like i always think it's valuable to kind of have scripts for our listeners sure so First thing is, don't go about it being accusatory necessarily. As soon as you attack somebody, or if somebody feels under attack, their their walls go up immediately, right? If you go into it and say, you're gaslighting me, which gaslighting is like the number one word of 2022. I don't know if you knew that. It was the word of the year, but it's used so wrong. It's become slang. So really understand what a term is before you use it towards your partner too. Um, but if, really focus on yourself. Hey, when this happened, it made me feel this way. And I've noticed a pattern in our relationship. So for example, like, hey, I noticed when I try to address something with you, um, you get really defensive and it makes me feel like I can't open up and be vulnerable with you. And I've noticed this is a pattern. I really love for us to do something about it because I feel like it's hurting our relationship. And just really staying either focused on the relationship or you and how you feel versus like, this is wrong. Like, yes, you're going to say that the behavior you don't like, but as soon as you make it, you make the behavior of the person's identity and like, I tie those together, they're going to feel under attack. So trying to stay away from that place of attacking them and attacking who they are and really focusing on the issue at hand or the behavior or the pattern I think is super crucial. And then inviting a solution. Go into it with a solution, not just what should we do, but come in with some ideas and be open to hear what they are going to say too. I would also really encourage you to try to stay focused on one subject because sometimes what will happen is you go to the partner and they're like, well, but you do this. Try to drive it back and say, hey, you know, I'm really willing to hear what you are upset about, but let's just focus on one issue at a time. Because if we go on too many, we're going to get, we're just going to cause harm and we need to step away and it's it's not going to help with the pro- issue at hand. So certainly having a third party, a, a therapist can be valuable in these scenarios. But let's say that aside, we go to a partner, we, we use some of the dialogue you said, and they're just defensive or there's not a problem here. I don't want to talk about it. Is that kind of a situation where the it's a dead end road. I mean, you've got to decide how long you're going to deal with that, right? I mean, if there's not a willingness to work in a relationship, I think that's usually one of the biggest signs that you're in an unhealthy relationship because a relationship's a two-way street. Um, 
the big thing is turn inward and start working on you. Decide how long you're going to deal with that. Because the truth is, is once you start working on you and what your patterns are and you're showing up for the relationship, it's like a rubber band. The rubber band, the person will either snap up with you and you guys will get through it together or the rubber band will break because you're moving forward. And you just can't, I mean, life's short. You you can't stay in something where there's not a willingness to show up in a relationship. And I think that is one of the telltales of whether a relationship's healthy or not, at least healthy for you too. Like everybody's healthy relationship's going to look different and what they want, right? Mine might look different than yours, Chase, and that's okay. But if there's a, but I think willingness is actually one of the number one things of what I would put in the healthy relationship label. If I had to do a generic label of what's healthy, it's definitely the willingness to do the work. Yeah. And that's important because we've talked a lot about what is negative and toxic and that's important, but it's also like, ask yourself, well, what do I want? What is healthy is, is equally important, not just to be like, you know, I'm going to run away from the negative, which we should once we're able to recognize that. But then what are we reaching for? Even if it's in that relationship, it's like, all right, we don't want this, but what do we want individually and in the partnership? Yeah. And I think a great way to figure that out is if you know a relationship, even if it's like a faraway relationship, but you've seen them together and they seem like they have great communication. Heck, even if it's a sh- if one on a movie or something like that. I mean, obviously movies and things like that are unrealistic, but have some sort of idea of what you want. And notice how they feel or how they communicate or what words do they use around each other? Or what what seems to be what going on from the outside and then build from there. Excellent. Well, Kirsten, I think we covered a lot today. It's super valuable information for our listeners. Before we wrap up, is there anything that maybe we skipped over or you want to emphasize? And also, if you could tell our listeners where they can find you online. Sure. So I think the big thing is just be gentle with yourself. Don't shame yourself for being in these relationships. Don't shame your relationship, even if there are patterns that feel unhealthy. And obviously, if something really extreme is going on, again, I just think it's so important that you get the help you need. Life is short. You don't need to spend time in a toxic or unhealthy relationship. And we only get this one life. So you want to, and your relationships are a huge part of that. So make sure that you're living in one that you want. And then you can find me at Frankly Kirsten or my company is at The Relationship Recovery with my business partner, Tiffany Denny. And that's where you can find all the resources about relationships. We also have an app called Reclaim You, which is now out in the app store and was just recently featured in Tech Times. Awesome. Well, we will have those links in our show notes and on our website. And thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge... We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. 
And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.